my friend? I'm pretty good, man. Blessed. Another day. Another day to strive for greatness. Love it. Um, and, you know, you you got that smile on your face, and I believe every word you say with that smile, man. You, uh, you'd be a hell of a salesperson, I think, one day. You could you can connect with people, but... Um, it's different. I'm not, I don't try to sell people anything. That's the <laughs> yeah, difference. That's but indirectly, you're selling people because of your, who you are, right? So yeah, it's, All I'm uh, selling is good vibes and positivity. That's all I'm selling. Absolutely, I'm man. You're, sell, you're selling changing the way people people look at their lives. And, you know, we, we touched on this a little bit before we started filming. And um, just in terms of what's happened for you. Uh, just over the last little while uh, with people reaching out right? like, and that's what I mean you're, you're selling people on changing the way they view things and uh, that's, that's pretty special is it not yeah it's incredible and it's just a wonderful right now it's just a wonderful experience going through it like knowing that what I'm doing right now is really helping saving the lives of others so that's why I try to stay consistent and always ambitious towards my goal and what I'm trying to achieve. And, and, and literally saving lives. Literally, literally. Like a few weeks ago, an individual contacted me just to inform me that they're in a wheelchair as well and they thought about killing themselves up until they seen my page and it really inspired them and showed them that they have so much more to live for. So, action. What does that do for you guys? So, I mean, that is really truthfully um i would i would assume that is something that really hits deep to you right like that is somebody in a, the most vulnerable state um and you hate to hear that when someone's ever in a position like that where they they, they think that they need to to end their life because they have nothing else and here you are um somebody who's in a wheelchair who is doing more things than people that have full capacity with their body and it yeah. comes down to, you know, really the base of the show, but just yourself as you're, you know, you're trusting the process because you have goals. Um, so going back to that, someone reaching out in that, what does that feel for you? Like, what does that do for you inside when somebody reaches out like that? Like that's, that, that's like what I honestly started this mission for, <laughs> to save lives. And it, it's not to save lives of, it's to save lives of the people that feel like hopeless. Um, you know, not so much, I'm not, I didn't start it for like, you know, people that just want to end their life because that's what they want to do. Like, it, it, I, I did it for people that felt hopeless and that's the reason why they wanted to end their life because I look at it like this, from the age of zero to 10, think about all of the things you went through. You can't even remember, like at the age of 10, you can't remember what you did at once. But you learned how to walk, talk, read, um, follow directions, millions of things you might take for granted, but you learned that in a 10 year span. Now think about it. In the next 10 years, there's no telling what you might achieve, what you might accomplish. So sometimes you just like, like our story goes, you gotta trust the process. <laughs> so when individuals contact me and that's how they feel, I try to explain to them, that very example like you don't know where you're going to be 10 years from now 10 years from now you might be the person in charge of a fortune 500 company who knows right <laughs> so right and you really don't know you know right? like 10 years ago garrison uh, yeah. where does that put you how old are you 10 years ago i was 20 years old 
in college. Okay. And at that time in life, I, you know, I had dreams and aspirations, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to become. I didn't expect I'll be in this position now, impacting lives. I wouldn't, in my wildest dreams, I would never have thought of that. So 10 years is a long time, you know, and a lot can change. A lot changes in society and a lot changes with you within. So your mind frame changes, your way of thinking changes. And that comes with experiences, um, good and bad, honestly. So I try to tell individuals like, it's not over. Where you at today is just the phase. Once you go through this storm, you could, you gonna, the world is yours for the most part. And that's what I'm seeing now that the world is mine. I mean, and I don't mean that from a financial sense. I mean that from an impactful sense, as far as me impacting individuals, like the sky's the limit with that. And that's how I attribute wealth. How many individuals have you impacted? And a lot of people that you consider wealthy can't say that, <laughs> or whoever considers wealthy can't say that. A lot of individuals, like what you impacted your family, but did you go outside of your family and impact anyone else? Well, I mean, even that too, like somebody who goes out and makes, um, you know, let's not be clear. Money creates opportunity and money creates um, us to live. But what you're saying, and, and I, that's why I love you. And that's why you know, I feel the same way is that we can't just focus on money being our purpose, right? Exactly. Money, like Money can help support what our purpose is, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day and your legacy, and I love how you go like, okay, my, my wealth is factored by the amount, every person that I um, impact yeah. it contributes to my overall wealth, right? Yeah, so exactly. at the end of the day, when we go to like, you know, God, I'm hoping that this is like 60 years, 70 years out for you, my friend, maybe 80 years out for you. But that day when you're on your deathbed, right? Yeah. Um, that legacy that you have, is uh, going to be so wealthy because think of you're at 30 years old and how yeah. many people, you know, reaching out saying, Hey Garrison, man, I was going to, I was going to end my life, but I saw your video. I saw you and you helped me look at things differently just for that split second. Exactly. Exactly. So imagine 10 years from now and how many individuals lives I could impact and save just go for me being consistent, showing in everybody. That's why I try to stay consistent with posting a video or just saying something positive each day because you never know. It, it, maybe you get 10 views, but one of those 10 views right there, you might you don't know what you did for that person or you don't know like what did you create inside of them or what did you awaken. So right. that's why I try to say like I don't do it for the views. I just do it for that one person that's out there that felt hopeless and then they was able to see it and connect and it resonated with them in some way or some form. So that's, and that's a great point because I think we're in this society now where it's about uh, quantity over quality, right? Exactly. We're trying to get the most likes. We're trying to get the most views. I mean, shit, there's people out there who are literally paying some bot off of sites like Fiverr to give them, 50,000 likes on or 50,000 followers on Twitter. Exactly. But those aren't people, right? So it's not about how many the numbers say, like you said, it could be 10 views, but that one view may have changed someone's life because you were being yourself, you're being yes. real and you're being true. 
Um, it's not about you're doing these videos to get likes to feed your ego. You're doing these videos, you're doing these messages to impact even just one person a day. That's, that's all you need to do. Because if you impact one person a day, that's 365 a year, times that by 40 years, that's thousands of people. And then that multiplies, right? And that's the, that's the vision I see, the mission you're on. Now, what I want to kind of touch on too, Garrison, you know, and I've been through some, some, some hardships too, right? Like I, I battled um, addiction, substance abuse yes. in my early 20s. And at some point, you're at these rock bottoms, right? Like whether you're, you can be someone in a wheelchair, you can be someone who's lost all their money. There is those rock bottoms for whatever, who, whatever that might be for somebody, they have the rock bottom. Yep, we all have that person that reached out to you, uh, you know, what I would also say as well is that don't forget about how that feels. Yeah. Never forget about how rock bottom feels because if you can think back of what that felt like when you get to that spot 10 years later, right? When you go and do something, cause we all have it in us. When we go and do that yeah. big thing, remember I was once there and here I am now because I trusted that what I wanted down the road, I needed to do what was in the middle to get there. And it takes, you know, going into, I think, the topic of the day, it goes into discipline. Yep. It goes into understanding what it is you want and doing good for society so society repays you back. Exactly. At the end of the day, that's all it's about, that discipline factor. Right. How much, how bad do you want it? Right. Yeah. So going into that then, and you shared with something with me at the beginning of this, which is, you know, uh, I'm really excited for you just uh, from a friend and, and just everything is, uh, why, don't you tell, why don't you tell the world what happened to you two weeks there so we can uh, yeah. get into a little bit of discipline of how that discipline helped you get this news. Yeah. Now I was notified by the United States Paralympic powerlifting um, team and throws camp representative that they selected me to train in Colorado at the Olympic training facility. And I thought about, you know, that was a very, very accomplishing moment for me. But I thought about the days I didn't want to go to the gym, the days I didn't want to train. And I look, when you look back, you like, that's what it was for. It was for you to get that edge. It was for you to show the world. You know, even though the world wasn't watching, somebody is watching. Maybe not everybody, but somebody. The man upstairs is watching. Mm -hmm. And he's the hard work you put in. And it just reciprocates and rewards and accomplishments. So I'm really excited for that opportunity. And of course, I'm going to make the best out of it because I've been training. It was those days. It was definitely those days that I put in an hour and a half when I was like, I should go home and relax and just watch TV. <laughs> so looking at that, and first off, you know, yeah. from the deep bottom of my heart and the, and the deepest, truest, uh, I am super happy and excited yeah. for you. Yeah. And I just want to acknowledge you for, for that hard work. I think we've all <laughs> seen it online, but that is a big acknowledgement to be invited out to, uh, to Colorado yeah. for that. And, uh, I can see it in your face and you are super proud of yourself, which is, which yeah. is I thought um, about it. I thought about the days it was, and I'm going to reference it as the days. That's what we're going to call it. It's the days where discipline takes over mm -hmm. in your mindset. And it's very easy to say, no, I'll do it tomorrow. But that no, that I'll do it tomorrow. There's someone else that's going to do it today. So why you don't be the person that's going to do it today? 
Mm-hmm. Good point. And I, and I think about this often to myself is like, whatever you do, like for you, your powerlifting, um, for anybody starting a business, whatever that may be, is that what is everybody else doing? And, I, and I've kept this in my mind for a long time is everything I do, I go, what is the best person right now who's doing what I'm doing? What are they doing? And yep. you know that answer, but if you can think about, in your opinion, what is that best thing? And then how can you go above that? And that's what I'm hearing you. So it's those moments of like, well, you know, I could take today off. I'm tired. I really don't want to go to the gym. Um, yeah. But that guy, I know the other guy who was out there training, and I need to train even harder if I want to get that. Exactly. I got to put in more hours and more time. That's, and then you think about all the greats, like the Michael Jordans of the world and the, you know, the Kobe Bryants, the Michael Phelps, and they all had that story where I was out there at 12 at night just working on my craft. And that's really what it boils down to. It's, you know, work, even Thomas Edison, he worked on his craft. So he made electricity, made light. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, failed, he failed a thousand times. Yeah, you're going to fail. But I, I don't call it failing. When you try, I don't call it failing. It's you learn. I call it a learning experience. Because mm-hmm. you try, you went wrong. I call it, I call it a, uh, a growth opportunity. Yeah, it's not really. Right? Learning experience, growth. But that's what it is. And there was a saying I did here the other day. Um, and it was... Just because you fail doesn't mean you're a failure. That, that's so true. Right? True. And, you know, I look at that too. Like, and I'm not a big fan of the word fail. Um, Me either. I don't I like it. But you can't, I think you, the only time you'll become a failure is if you don't try. It's almost like that opposite effect. Yeah. If you don't try at all, that means you failed because you never even gave yourself that opportunity to succeed, to pass. So I don't, yeah, that's why I don't like using the word fail, but like you failed at your first attempt. No, you just didn't get it right at your first attempt. That's why there's multiple attempts in life. It's that's the key to life. Just keep trying. Absolutely. So going back to that discipline piece and, and, you know, kind of moving into becoming, you know, representing team USA. So when I say that though, like what's that, that feeling come up where you are team USA powerlifting Paralympian Garrison Red. What does that next step? So you made the team, and you know, one may say, "Hey, shit, I just made the Olympic team. I've made it." Um, but I know that's not who you are. So got invited to camp. Now, what's that next milestone that you have in your vision? So that when you go to get that, create that discipline, what's that next thing? Now you've made it. I'm sure. I'm sure I know the answer. But what's what's next on your mind? How I'm going to be the strongest in the world. Just right. how I'm going to do it. That's it. And two years, how can I be the strongest person in the world at my weight class? So it goes back to, you say, what the best person is doing or what the competition is doing. So I go on YouTube and I look it up. Everything is out there. So you look it up to get the idea. You Google it to get the idea of what's the mark you got ahead and how you're going to go above it. So true. So what is that thing that you need to hit? So where are you at right now? And where are you striving for? And where, what, when do you want to have that um, accomplished by? Okay, so at least my goal for like by February is to be lifting 300 with ease. 
possibly 315 with the struggle, but I could, that's my goal to, you know, yeah. bench at least 315 one time because I'm only 120 pounds. Then hopefully by next year, sometime in June, I'll be around 360, which is three times my body weight. And then from there, I look to probably in 2020 be in the 400 range. But my goal for next June is to be around 360. Jeez, man, that's uh, that's crazy. Three times your body weight, man. And yeah. I'm just thinking too is your core must just be like a yeah brick, man. To, yeah, because that's a lot of weight, right? And you're stabilizing yeah. yourself. Yeah, so you it's a lot of lats, a lot of lats, a lot of you know. You got to engage the core to stabilize yourself. To yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot that goes in that goes to it. I'm learning quickly, and now that I'm learning, I'm learning you know the proper techniques, what muscles you really need to strengthen. And I didn't never realize how much back muscles go into a bench press. Okay. I thought it was mostly chest until you learn the correct technique, and it's like, oh, I was doing this wrong all the time. I thought it was chest and shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> so. What I hear there too, and this kind of goes back into that discipline piece and just growth, you know, we'll call it working through those failures or working through those learning opportunities is it sounds like you hold a love of curiosity for what you do. Oh, yeah. See, with me, I'm like, um, I would say like a lot of other athletes, they had probably tons of experience prior to entering the sport. But with me, it was like, it's kind of like learning on the fly. Like every training session, I learned something new that I didn't know before. Because last time this year, this wasn't even a thought of mine. <laughs> That's the funny thing. So looking back, it's like this is happening rapidly. But now that you're learning the proper techniques, you're thinking about, once again, it goes back to how can you help others? And if, I learn, if I'm learning properly from the nation, Team USA, then I could reciprocate that. I'm sorry about that. That's yeah, okay. then I could possibly translate that to other individuals and provide them with the proper training techniques in the future. Love that. Um, yeah. Cool, man. So, so being curious, always asking questions, um, understanding, um, there's other people who know this well and that uh, you're keeping your ego checked at the door. Yeah. I'm learning like any individual that I feel everyone's better than me. So I could take information from everyone. I mean, I love to learn, you know, and information is the key and information from your peers is the best. So everyone's a coach to me at this point. And, I love that. Yeah. And I don't mind it. Like, I don't mind it because to be the best, you got to learn. You got to have different knowledge from different individuals. And then you put it all together into like the pot, stir it up and there go the formula. <laughs> so what would be one tip then? So in disciplines obviously moved you from being just a guy at the gym, a local gym guy who works out to get strong and fit and stays healthy, which is nothing wrong with guys like that. And then, discipline has moved you to be getting invited out to olympic camp yeah so for anyone 
you know, and we'll even touch, touch on a little bit of that person who reached out to you and thought their life was over, that they uh, didn't have anything to live for. Now, people like that who have goals and they have dreams, yeah. what would be your um, word of advice so that somebody could introduce discipline into their, into their world? Because it comes down to not you're not relying on anybody else when it comes to discipline. Like, it's not like you can't rely on your mom. You can't rely on your dad to wake you up. You can't rely on your wife or your uh, husband to do it for you. Discipline yeah. comes from in here, right? Yeah. It gotta be embedded in. Yeah. Right. It gotta a, be a part of you. It's your heart. It's your mind working together, knowing that what your dream is, what your goal is, no matter those moments of you don't want to do it. Um, it's hard. I'm going to fail, work through those, like your mind's going to play tricks. Yeah. Discipline gets you through that so that you can focus on what you have to do and what you need to do. What would be your word of advice to somebody, Garrison? You've shown that it works. Discipline works. Hard work works. What is your word of advice to somebody that's wanting to do something big, bold, and extreme? And we want to encourage that, right? Exactly. What would be your word of advice for them? To do all the little things. Every little thing that you that you may take for granted, that's what's gonna be the key to your success. That's gonna be the key to you keep striving. So, like, if it's you a musician, whatever you do, whatever your passion is, you have to do the little stuff, and you can't miss a step. You can't look at the outside world because there's gonna be individuals out here that's doing the same thing or have the same dream as you, and it comes faster for them. Mm-hmm. And you have it goes back. I heard a saying by um, Kevin Hart actually, and he said it took him 20, 20 years for overnight success. Mm-hmm. And then it think, think about it for a second. It took him twenty years to accomplish a dream in one night that he that he wanted, and it's the little things he did. And then that that's once you accomplish that dream or that goal of yours all of the little things is going to come back into play because it's going to be done already. <laughs> and that's how you're going to be able to excel faster. Even like the, um, a great example, there's this tree called the Chinese bamboo tree. And it could grow to six feet, but you have to water it every day for six months. And then, then from that point, it's going to break the ground. And in six weeks, it grows to like 52 feet or something crazy. Um, you can look it up, <laughs> okay. but it's the discipline of watering it every day, every day for six months. And, and, and not missing a day. Can't miss a day because at any point, if you miss a day in the cycle, it might start re- restart the whole cycle over again. <laughs> like so, anything, right? Exactly. So you have to keep hecking away at that tree until that tree falls or you know, like you can't give up and you can't look at the outside world because it might take longer for you, but it's going to take a little while longer for something so far ahead. That's, you know what? I think we should all look up that tree. Um, that tree is a great Chinese bamboo tree. Read about it. It's, it's interesting though. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's really a metaphor to anything. It's a metaphor to life. It's a metaphor to work. It's a metaphor to being a good husband, a good wife. Um, so I think that's a great way to 
to probably end this and, and have that Chinese bamboo tree in our hair and in our head, sorry, and remember that watering it every day is the only way that's gonna grow. Exactly. So putting in those small steps, being disciplined to do it each and every day. Yep. And eventually it'll break the ground. And then grow it, into that. Yeah, that gigantic tree. <laughs> All right, well, Garrison, it's uh, it's a pleasure, man. It's always a pleasure to speak with you on here, and uh, I can't wait for uh, for our next episode. Yeah, man, I gotta tell you about the. I gotta update you on how training went. Absolutely, we definitely need to connect when you get back from uh, from Colorado. There. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, right, my friend. I bet. <laughs>